Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bava from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to take a look at Mercury retrograde and its sextile to Jupiter in Aries, which is happening at the close of this week, has been forming for a while, and makes for one of the more interesting transits of the month, especially given the context in which it's taking place, which is the set of eclipses that we've gone through and a number of other transits. So we're going to talk about this sextile between Mercury and Jupiter today and try to give it some context first, sort of place it within the lunar cycle um, and within the Mercury retrograde cycle. And then we're going to look at 10 things to watch for, 10 themes or things to watch for with this sextile, which is coming through um, not only right now, uh, May 19th, but it is also going to be something that you should feel for the next couple of days, um, actually leading up to the end of this month when Mars is going to enter Aries and conjoin Jupiter and sort of start actualizing some of the ideas, thoughts, revisions that are going to start formulating now with this transit. So more about that in a second. Before we dive in, I want to remind all of you to please like and subscribe, share your comments in the comments section. If you like this channel and you like the content, you feel like other people would benefit from it, all of this really helps the channel to grow. So I deeply appreciate it. Transcripts of my daily talks can be found on my website, which you can also visit to learn more about my new course, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic, which starts on June 5th. I'm really excited about this program. We're just a couple of weeks away from the start date. You can learn more about it on my website, nightlightastrology.com. Go to the courses page, click on the first year course, scroll down, and you're going to learn about everything the program includes. The main thing that you should know is that it meets on Sundays from noon to about 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. We average about two to three hours per class. There's 30 classes on the year. If you can't make the webinars live, everything's recorded for you. We have 12 guest lectures. We've got breakout study sessions in between major units of study that are two to three hours long as well so that you can sit and ask questions and see chart examples and go in depth with the concepts you're learning outside of class. The last third of the class, we welcome live clients in and we teach you how to take all the theory and put it together in terms of reading charts. And not just, I mean, let's just say your intention is not necessarily to start a practice, but just to deepen your own study of astrology. Still, it really helps to see how all of the symbols and theory that we study come together in a meaningful way. And so we, we have live clients come in and then after they leave, we break down those sessions in like a kind of a craft forum discussion. That is easily, most, most people love that part of the class the most. If you want to hear more about the class from alumni, last Friday recorded a live Q&A with some of the alumni, so you can check that out. If you have any questions about the course at all as it's coming up, email us info at nightlightastrology.com. Uh, there's a ton of support built into this program throughout the year. Uh, check out the FAQ. There's probably a lot of your questions are going to be answered there. Payment options at the bottom of the screen. The early bird payment saves you $500 off. There's a 12-month payment plan you can use to stretch it out over the course of a year. It's a really great way to do it if you kind of don't have the room to do it all up front. You save if you pay up front for the course with the early bird. And then there's tuition assistance, uh, which we are very glad to offer for people who, for whatever reason, your budget does not allow you to take the course. Um, this is not something we ask people to not use it just as a discount, but as something that um, makes it possible for you to take the course because you really want to, but it's out of reach financially for whatever reason. So tell us your situation, hit the apply now button. We do have some of those left. Be happy to make sure that some people who want to study can study. It's always, Vettius 
or not Vettius Valens, excuse me, Firmicus Maternus, a Roman astrologer, said, always make sure that as an astrologer, you're accessible to people who want to learn. I've always taken that to heart. It means a great deal to me to make sure the programs are always, you know, accessible for people. All right. Well, that being said, we are now turning our attention to this very interesting phenomenon, which is Mercury retrograde sextile to the recently ingressed Jupiter in Aries. The reason that this is so interesting is because of the context in which it is taking place. Think about it. We have a new moon solar eclipse in Taurus, bright new beginning. It's Uranian. He's got a kind of a Uranian signature in the mix. So the idea there is let's start something new with a new ideal, new images, a revolutionary spirit, the desire to break the mold, change the way we're doing things or thinking about things. So that revolutionary impulse then hit this kind of like logjam moment of truth right around the full moon. We had the sun square Saturn. We had uh, a lunar eclipse in Scorpio, powerful catharsis as we meet with the reality of the difficulties or challenge standing in front of us in relation to that change that we're trying to create. It's a story of the moon cycle. During this process, Mercury turned retrograde not too long before the eclipse. Mercury is retrograde from May 11th to June 3rd. During this period of time, Mercury retrograde piggybacks on the theme of transformation, but it it also piggybacks on the theme of saying, look, you're going to have to make changes to plans. Things are not going to go quite as you expected. There's going to be some kind of revision in the midst of this powerful lunation cycle with two eclipses, where the thing that you're hoping for, the thing that you're trying to work toward, it's, it's either getting interfered with or... It's not coming as you thought it would, or there's delays, or there's blocks, or something. The nice thing is that Mercury retrograde is often a, a very powerful symbol of having to revise, re-strategize, rethink, and find a creative solution to something that isn't working, or at least it's not working in the direct pathway that you hoped it would. So you have to take a more circuitous, circuitous route. It's very Mercury retrograde. Well, now... On, and remember the other thing, Jupiter entered Aries during this period, and Jupiter in Aries is also a lot like the new moon, your Uranus signature, a solar eclipse, that says, let's let's make change now, right? So Jupiter in Aries is very like, let's go, let's let's go. But but there's been some log, there's been a bit of a log jam around the middle of this moon cycle. What's really cool is right as that log jam is clearing, Mars has conjoined with Neptune, asking us to create sacrifice, compromise, asking us to remember something bigger than ourselves, giving us a, maybe a fluid and intuitive sense of how to work through a problem. Grace and mercy distributed to help us gain some higher insight. These are the, This would be the ideal for Mars and Neptune coming right after that sun square Saturn, that lunar eclipse in Scorpio. Well, then right on the heels of it, Mercury's retrograde. Remember, Mercury is protected from the beams of the sun by virtue of being in its own sign. That's called being in its own chariot. That Mercury retrograde now hits a sextile to Jupiter and Aries. And we get the opportunity in front of us to uh, take the, the, the a, like a creative solution is potentially appearing now. And the implementation of uh, the, the ideas that we need in order to move forward in the way we originally hoped that we could. That's some of the ways that I'm seeing this lunar cycle play out, not only in my own life and the lives of my clients, people I'm talking to every day. So... The other cool thing is in a couple of days from now, and I think we're going to be looking at this tomorrow, uh, I'm not sure yet, but I think we're going to be looking at this tomorrow, 
May 21st, Mercury will be at the heart of the sun. It's called Kazemi. It's a greatly empowered position for Mercury. And remember, Mercury is also in its own sign. And the sextile with the sun to Jupiter will then be forming. So it's a pretty powerful couple of days in terms of like, you know, just kind of finally coming up with solutions to problems and starting to implement a plan for how to move through the obstacles that came up or why those understanding about why those obstacles appeared and what what grace there was within the obstacles and how they're going to add something to the creative unfolding that began with that new moon solar eclipse with Uranus. It's a lot of info, but hopefully you're able to follow that loosely. Anyway, it doesn't matter because we're going to look at 10 things to watch for with Mercury's retrograde sextiling Jupiter in Aries. So here are the 10 things that I have my eye on right now. Oh, but before that, let's take a look at the real-time clocks just so you can see what this actually looks like. So real-time clock, you can see right here is Mercury retrograde in Gemini, making the sextile to Jupiter in Aries. And this is May 19th, Thursday. This is about 9 p.m. Eastern time. So that's going to be, what, 8 p.m. Central and like 6 p.m. Pacific. So Thursday evening. This sextile is very strong, very powerful, and coming Right after it, if we move this forward just a little bit, we're going to see that the Sun and Mercury can join on the 21st. So there they are together at that zero degree marker in Gemini, which is a really powerful degree right there. And then those two planets, just like Mercury has made the sextile to Jupiter, now the Sun is moving into the sextile with Jupiter as well, starting to apply into that sextile. So, and the, these are, um, sextiles are of the nature of Venus. So we're talking about harmonizing energies. And when the context of, when we take the context of this entire cycle uh, into consideration, we start, you start getting the feeling that the, uh, the Mercury-Jupiter sextile is not just about harmonizing, but is about solutions to problems. Um, and uh, implementation of new ideas or plans or strategies, revisions, and things like that, especially that have been a part of the past couple of weeks within this lunar cycle. So here are the 10 things to watch for for this particular transit, which is not only happening here on May 19th, but you should be able to feel all the way through the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, as the sun then picks up the sextile to Jupiter. So you know, this is a, the, you'll start, you may notice it particularly on the 19th, but watch for the next three or four days beyond that for these themes. All right. Well, in like CNN style, number one, epiphanies. The best thing that we have to uh, watch for perhaps is sudden illumination. Mercury is uh, chewing on all of the parts, carefully considering, thinking, debating, uh, asking important questions. Jupiter is the planet in a sense that tends to grant some greater sense of coherence, some sense of uh, confident understanding. So you put the two of them together and you get that, that oh, wow, that, that sense, that big light bulb moment, sense of uh, understanding something completely and rather suddenly. So that's one. Number two, creative problem solving. Here we have a Mercury retrograde coming off from the sun square Saturn in the Eclipse, lunar eclipse in Scorpio, the Mercury retrograde hitting Jupiter in Aries. Wait a second. 
I've got an idea. I know what we can do to solve this dilemma or to move ahead through an obstacle that I've been facing. So watch for that energy, that sense of a, a creative, a spirit of creative problem solving. Number three, seeing the big picture. By this, I mean, you may feel like you have been lost in the specifics. And that's a, an especially difficult place to be. Like when a big problem comes up and you're like, you're, you're getting lost in the specifics and you lose the big picture. And sometimes when the big picture comes back in mind, suddenly you know exactly what to do and you're not sweating the details as much as you are keeping some bigger goal or idea or value in mind. So epiphanies, creative problem solving, and seeing the big picture, all qualities of Mercury retrograde sextiling the recently entered Jupiter in Aries. Number four, understanding each individual part of something. On the other hand, it can go in the opposite direction. You've been looking at something from a 20,000 foot view, but you haven't taken the time to understand each particular thing or part or piece of a puzzle that you need to. Suddenly, you develop the focus or the ability to start understanding the individual parts of a puzzle or of a situation, the individual views or needs of people in your life, or the individual dynamics of a complicated um, you know, situation at work or something. So you could see the big picture, or you could find that suddenly you're forced to look at smaller details, but by doing that, you, you, are, you gain some larger understanding. Number five, mental or communicative intensity, passion, and bravado. So you just think of the mind catching fire with Jupiter in Aries and being sort of dexterous and adaptable and intelligent, but also kind of bold and passionate and intense, maybe even a little bit of like intellectual hubris, like big talker or, a, or someone who's bragging or uh, something like that. So watch a little bit for the like mental machismo, but otherwise watch for uh, a little like the mind on fire, uh, uh, the, the, the fire of the intellect or something like that. Number six, a revision or rewriting of something. Classic Mercury retrograde, but granted some kind of greater sense of achievement, accomplishment, or success because of its connection to Jupiter. Ah, I've got just the idea for how to revise something or to rewrite something. And uh, it is successful. It is made successful because there's a very harmonious energy right now between Mercury and the great benefic Jupiter. Number seven, you could find that you are correcting a mistake by means of an increased understanding of what went wrong. Suddenly, where something went wrong, you just go, oh, oh, I get it. I really, I, I deeply understand why something went wrong. It's a little bit different. It's a, it's a little bit like seeing the bigger picture. We talked about that one. But this one is more specific. It's about suddenly a fault, a flaw, a mistake, or an error is amplified. And maybe it was hidden. Maybe you couldn't see it. And now you do. And that can change everything. Number eight, an idea or image forming in the mind which will require action. It's a little bit like an epiphany, but it's more like suddenly if your brain has been working on a problem, it suddenly comes up with an idea or an image or a solution, but attached to it is take action like now or very soon. So an idea or image forming in the mind, which will require action, a seeding thought, a seeding image that you will be acting on shortly. And probably by the end of the month when Mars enters Aries and conjoins Jupiter, right? That's, that is a very let's follow through with the ideas that have been appearing this cycle. 
And then what happens right after Mars conjoins Jupiter and Aries, a new moon in Gemini, right at the, basically right at the same, right around the same point, points where we had the Mercury's, Mercury was retrograding. So pretty cool, um, you know, some, uh, the, the degrees, I'm, I might be a little off on the degrees. Let me just check the degrees to make sure. Let's see. So it's a little outside of the retrograde zone, actually. I think the retrograde zone went up to about four or five Gemini. So in the new moon's around eight or nine here, looks like. Either way, um, you're going to see right after the new moon in Gemini, within a couple of days, Mercury stations and moves direct. So same idea. The next moon cycle carries the, the feeling of implementing things that are probably appearing right about now. Uh, so look and watch for what ideas are forming or crystallizing and just know the end of this moon cycle into the beginning of the next is where you're going to see the, the follow through. Number nine, hearing back from someone or something you've been waiting for. <laughs> Typical Mercury retrograde, it stops, it delays, it sits still, it doesn't do anything. All of a sudden it moves back, it hits Jupiter and you're like, oh, now I've heard back from you. Now I know what the news is or something you've been waiting on suddenly appears. A post, a, a parcel you've been waiting for could arrive, like something like that. And number 10, the sudden comprehension of some subject uh, or, or theory or idea, learning a new skill or being inspired to study or even teach or profess something. Mercury Jupiter has this incredible way of uh, it, those connections with Mercury and Jupiter, especially trines and sextiles have ways of inspiring us to study something more carefully, like the idea of studying astrology. Um, I, you know, I've had in when I started studying astrology, uh, there were Jupiter transits to my natal Mercury, like like some of the biggest moments in the development of my understanding of astrology and the forms I've practiced at different times in my career. Jupiter Mercury transits. So the idea also of learning something, learning a new skill or being inspired to study something or teach something or profess an idea or commit to a belief or a value or a philosophy, or also the sudden comprehension of something that you've been having a hard time understanding. For example, there's many concepts in astrology that they, sometimes they just don't click and then all of a sudden one day they do. What transit would it would it be under that one might suddenly understand understand something in astrology that they were struggling with or any subject? Jupiter Mercury would be a great one because there's this way in which the their comprehensive understanding of individual things, like everything is sort of put together. So this kind of granting of coherence and larger understanding is a, a great part of a harmonious aspect between Mercury and Jupiter. Okay, well, that is what I have for you guys today. So 10 things to watch for. Uh, hopefully you found some of them interesting or that they will they will resonate with your experience. Some advice that I have for, for this is just to remember that whatever clarity you might be gaining, especially, you're going to see the implementation or the action uh, that you're that you're probably ready to take just a little bit later in the moon cycle. It's going to come toward the very end of the moon cycle and into the next, because it's then that Mercury turns direct. It's then that Mars conjoins Jupiter and Aries, and we see a lot of movement. I think that there's still probably a little bit of like gathering momentum and clarifying the issue and like like gaining some momentum and um, focusing and creating a plan or something like that. It's a kind of that feeling behind the next week and a half or so as we ride down this eclipse season. 
All right, that's what I've got. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share your comments. It really helps the channel to grow. You can always find transcripts of my talk on my website, nightlightastrology.com, where you can also learn more about my new class, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic, which starts on June 5th. If you're interested in horary, that also starts uh, coming up on June 12th. Um, year two class starts on June 11th for those who are in my first year program already. Um, so take a look at those. If you guys have any questions, feel free to email us, info at nightlightastrology.com. That's what I've got for today. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.